welcome to another beautiful episode of We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters lead you on the romance revolution. Today, we're chatting about Brooklyn Air by Serena Bowen, a hockey team adjacent romance with just enough hockey terminology to lose us and a sweet, secretly pining couple of dummies. Nate, the titular tech billionaire, and Becca, his absurdly clumsy friend slash assistant slash hockey team office manager. Yeah, that's all of your titles. We also announced something pretty exciting. We have merch, t-shirts, stickers, mugs. Check out the link in the description of this episode or in the bio of any of our socials or just search We Read It Podcast on Redbubble. We can't wait to see you showing off your new style. Enjoy the show. So last weekend, we had cause to end up at the Tennessee Renaissance Festival. It's actually – I don't know why it's the festival and not the fair. It definitely should be like fairy, you know, like fairy, whatever. We're at the Tennessee <laughs> Renaissance Fair, um, which I have been – I personally have been scheming to get us to go to for over a year ever since I found out it existed because it is set at a castle. Yes, you heard that right. A castle in Arrington, Tennessee. Um, and it's also where the love story – by Taylor Swift music video was filmed. So you can go there. Unfortunately, inside the castle is not open for tours because of COVID. Also because it's a guy's like personal home. Yeah, he lives there. It's been his like lifelong dream. He gives you like an intro welcome speech. He did tease us with like the presence of his dogs and then we didn't get to see his dogs, which was upsetting. Yeah, but we saw their like kennels. But yeah, he also like started the Renaissance Fair. But he this year was the first year that he like gave ownership over to the county. And frankly, I feel like it was much less efficiently run because um, they're still probably like getting they're probably like, getting their bearings and whatnot. But you've never been there, also. Like I haven't. You know, you don't I don't know just what can't it was imagine. when he. It used to be around his castle, and then it got too big, so they moved it into the field next door. No, it was like the state built like an – oh, yeah, the state built an interstate. That's how he phrased it. The, and it was called an interstate on the map, but this interstate, people, was like a two-lane it, – it, it's generous to even call it a two-lane road. It's like a one-and-a-half-lane road through a field <laughs> where like I guarantee if it weren't for this Renaissance Fair – the rest of the year, like not a single car goes by, I bet. Like, <laughs> so like you pointed out, like we were maybe a little harsh on Stephanie Meyer for calling like the road through Forks, Washington, a, highway. a highway because they're like, if this counts as a highway, like it counts as anything, an interstate, which anything I feel like can be like, a highway. <laughs> I feel like an interstate is highway plus. Well, interstate just means it goes through more than one state. Oh, see, I thought weren't interstates, they were, like, instituted by, like, Eisenhower, right? And, like, part of the purpose of them was, like, the ability for the U.S. to, like, move troops more easily slash, like, land airplanes on highways. Yeah, maybe that's just some, like, the interstate highway system, but. I don't know. All I'm saying is you could not land an airplane on that road. No No. way, Jose. No. Definitely no, like Maybe the surrounding fields, but it probably wouldn't do too well. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> could land all, it. I don't know if you could take it off again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was very um, enjoyable and I recommend it. We got Sunburn watching a falconer, mediocre yeah, but falconer. The, <laughs> but the falcons. No, I mean, I think yeah, the falcons were just tired because it was the last show of the day. It was like really sad. Like he spent like 10 minutes trying to get there. <laughs> I think it was a hawk, wasn't it? I'm not sure, yeah. The first one was a falcon. The second one was a hawk. And he spent like 10 minutes trying to get this hawk to like 
land on his arm and the hawk was just like not having it like she was just like i like do not care how many treats you offer me like i'm done for the day (laughs) i'm out it was like very uncomfortable to watch yeah i know it's the worst felt very bad for him yeah but also very proud of the hawk i was like good for you (laughs) standing up for yourself yeah she was great woman up (laughs) oh my god the phrase woman up god speaking of women and people with uteruses roe v wade may be overturned (laughs) that's not something to woohoo about uh i'm gonna find like abortion funds that you can donate to and i'm gonna put them in the description of this video case it wasn't clear this is a pro-abortion podcast (laughs) so uh yeah that's relevant to this book okay so this book today we're discussing brooklyn air by sabrina bowen serena bowen what serena bowen are you fucking kidding me it's not sabrina it's serena i swear to god i was like is it sabrina or sabina but now you're telling me it's serena Mm mm-hmm but it's spelled oh it's spelled like Sabrina just with no B. It's yeah. not like S E R, it's S A R. Interesting. Okay, Serena Bowen. And the number of times that they mentioned that she was on the pill in oh my this God. book. Uh, Which, listen, listen. I want in contemporaries, I want birth control to be mentioned. Like, but if a character, but if the heroine's on the pill, I just – or she has an IUD. Like, I just want to know once and then I'm like, okay, fine. We're good. Or, like, if, if they use a condom, I want that to be mentioned every time. But, like, the number of times it was mentioned, I was like, okay, so one of the many times that she drinks alcohol with a head injury, she's going to throw up and then she's going to have an accidental pregnancy because, like, she's going to throw throw up her pill. I was like, so the because it was mentioned so many times, this must be happening. It does not. Oh, see, no, my thought process was like, do these people not understand that the purpose of birth control is not like just pregnancy? Because like both the times it's mentioned, like it's like they're like midway through like literally having sex and he's like, oh, do you think I should get a condom? (laughs) She's like, no, I'm on the pill. Remember? And I'm like, okay, like that's nice. What about STDs? Like that's not going to help you with the STD situation. Like what? I just assume both of them get regularly tested. Also, it's like canon that like – Neither of them has had sex for like at least two years. That's not true. He had sex like four months ago. Oh yeah, he did. I forgot about at that. Least. That was I forgot about that because it had no. She bearing hasn't on had the sex for whatsoever. like <laughs> for like eleven months or something. It said, but, but he yeah. hasn't had sex like outside of that for a long time. I don't know. He had like some one-offs. Still though, like just like the way they talk about it is so weird. Yeah. It's like they don't even. But it's also just like you fundamentally don't understand how that works. Like that's. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, there's like just so many like over Pride and Prejudice references throughout this book. Oh my God. It's so – but I don't understand because it wasn't enemies to lovers. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I literally wrote, we king to ca this shit with the Pride and Prejudice references right (laughs) off the bat. It really is. Like it starts off – Dude, the first line, I was like, oh my God, I can't handle this. It is the truth universally acknowledged that I am something of a badass. (laughs) She proceeds to like list things that allegedly make her a badass that are like, I'm like, ma'am, she's like, I drink my coffee black. And I'm like, all right, so you hate yourself. Like, glad you're not like other girls, Rebecca. And she's like, I can do 25 push ups in a set. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, but can you do that, Rachel? Yes. Do 25 push ups in a set? Yes. What does that even mean? Like, no, but like, girl, I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying. 
I can't do 25 push-ups, so like I'm gonna give this to Rebecca. I'm gonna give the W to Rebecca. I just feel like the entire thing. I don't know. Like I I drink my coffee. I live in Brooklyn, so I'm a badass. Like, all right, Rebecca. (sighs) Brooklyn thing, yeah. Rebecca and I would not be friends. No, our main characters are Nate and Rebecca slash sometimes called Becca. They're very, it's like very like, I don't know, like, it's not like like some people call her Becca and some call her Rebecca. Like they really, they all like sometimes do it anyway. And this is a sports romance and a boss assistant romance. And I don't think we've had that before. I would say it's like borderline sports romance because neither of them sports are adjacent. like sports people. Yeah, sports adjacent. It's boss assistant. So Nate is a billionaire. He's like a tech billionaire with a B. And he but but like the only part of his job that we really see actually that's not true. But he's also he's very into the hockey. Like that's like he's he's like he allegedly runs a tech company, but like his main job seems to be just like hockey. So he but he owns this like hockey uh franchise. That's what Brooklyn like rich Bruisers. men do. They no, I know, but, but do they are they really that involved with it usually? Like are they just like they own it and then they delegate? I mean, is he really involved or does he just go to every game? He you know gives I mean? locker room pep talks. Yeah, but at the games. You know what I mean? He's not uh, like going to practices or like deciding any like, you know what I mean? He just goes to the games and he flies his private jet to the j- games and then flies back to New York and I'm like, "You not only are you a billionaire, but you are like spreading jet fuel across all America. Meanwhile, like, his employees can't even afford, like, doctor's appointments or, like, get more than two weeks off for sick leave. (laughs) Basically, listen, let me just, let me just a preference. A, this was released in 2016, and I feel like we were still in that, like, billionaire romances were still a thing. Like, like, I would say, like, billionaire romances, it didn't start with Fifty Shades of Grey, but it started around Fifty Shades. Like, post-Great Recession, there was a big trend in, like, millionaire and billionaire romances because, like, that was a fantasy. Everyone wanted to be financially secure. But like now in like the last few years, we've really sort of like started to move away. From, and I'm like no longer like I even like I love historicals, but I'm still like, oh, this Duke, like yeah. <laughs> he's only this rich because yeah. like a, a lot of really bad stuff. And I, I the historical is more like of a fantasy world than like contemporary for me. But yeah, contemporaries. I'm like, I like you're a billionaire. Like, there's just, like want, so like, much. Eat you the be rich. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> but so okay. So Nate and Rebecca have known each other like before he became even like a thousandaire or whatever. Like basically, her dad died, so she has to drop out of college, and she needed a job like an ASAP. So she like gets like she becomes an assistant at Nate's company. We have another parentified older sibling. She has to take right. care of her mom and her younger sister. Right. So she's been with him like through the whole thing. So she worked in that position as his assistant for like five years. And then two years ago, he randomly switched her job with this girl, Lauren, who was like the assistant to the general manager of the the Brooklyn Bruisers, the hockey team. He switched them. And Becca has been like freaking out about this for the past two years. She's like, what did I do wrong? Am I about to lose my job? And therefore, like, you know, my security for my whole family. Um, She doesn't know why. But so that's – but she does really like her job as a Brooklyn Bruisers person. And she's – listen, she's technically the office manager. She's not the assistant. Come on, Rachel. Okay. She's they the make a manager. point several times to be like, she's not an assistant. She's the office manager. But yeah, Nate is like, Nate is like, when he does it, he's like, oh, she's like, oh, he said it was like a lateral move. Like, it's not like it was a demotion right. or anything. Like, he just like moved her to a different part. Right, but it's company. still weird. So her whole thing is that she's like, oh my gosh, I'm just so practical. Everyone else is an idiot and I'm the only one with a good head on my shoulders. Like, but two, like a few weeks ago, she did something that 
would make other heads roll. And she decided to just like walk onto the ice. She was like, oh, I've like been working here for two years and I've never been on the ice. Like, let me try it, which is not unreasonable. I'd be tempted. I know, but you couldn't you couldn't make me get on an ice rink if you held a gun to my head anymore. Like I'm not going near those. Like I fucking hate ice rinks. Really? Like ice skating? I are you seriously asking me whether I hate ice skating? Are you really asking me this question? I cannot. I've never been able to ice skate. I cannot. The number of bruises I come away from every time I go ice skating. I told you. So fun. The first date I ever went on with my high school boyfriend, we went ice skating, and he. I, he had to like hold my hand, like both of my hands the whole time and like skate backwards. And at one point he got tired of doing that. It was like, why don't you use the cone? <laughs> I didn't use the cone. Well, I feel like it's like roller skating, which it you used to be really hard. good at. It's not. It's horrible. Yeah, but I'm not good at roller skating anymore. I mean, I'm not like good at ice skating, but I can like, you know, No, I can't over. stand up. I, I cannot go more than a foot without falling over ice skating, wow. without like someone holding on to me. Such a fun like activity though. Like, I don't know. It I, just like you spices think, up the weekend. Like, you would, you would it's think. like bowling. Like, I don't know. I do like ice. I mean, I don't like sports in general. And I'm going to say like, I feel like I would have, en- I enjoyed this book. I feel like I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I knew a single thing about hockey. <laughs> See, no, that's what I was going to say. I don't know a single thing about hockey, but what I was going to say is I like the fact that they call everything like game six, game seven of the play. It seems like it'd be very easy to keep track of like what's going on and like the progression. No, I agree. I think I would be able to learn the rules of hockey much more easily than I would be able to learn the rules of like football. Yeah. But I'm just saying in this book, I know nothing about hockey. I do enjoy the the movie Miracle which is about when the U.S. team beat the Russians at the Olympics. It's an excellent movie. And, like, it's one of the few sports movies where I'm, like, chef's kiss. But were I to get into one of, like, those big masculine, quote-unquote, sports, I feel like I would pick ice hockey. Yeah. Anyway, she walks onto the ice in her shoes, and then she falls down and smacks her little head on the pavement and (laughs) gets a concussion gets a concussion and i was like at this point i was like a sickbed scene do we get a sickbed Mm. no we don't get a sickbed scene she's sick for this whole book a lot of sickbed adjacent scenes yeah exactly so she has concussion and she's like freaking out about needing two weeks off of work she's like oh my god like this is so horrible i'm gonna get fired but also i just like love being at work so much i can't imagine even two weeks off which just like makes me so and everyone in this book is like that it just makes me so like anxious. Like whenever I hear, it's just like I get that it's America, but like that that she'd be anxious about like and stressed that like work wouldn't want her to take time off. But she's also like, oh, I just don't want to. Like I just want to be at work all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you like? Two weeks is not that long. Like she does this throughout the book, even with like she's like, oh, I don't want to take Nate's money. I don't want Nate to like buy things for it. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. And like this is a common thing. Like I feel like that's that that's like. Such a pervasive trope in like billionaire romances where like in order to show that she's like worthy of him or like not like other girls, like she doesn't want him for his money or whatever. Like she has to be like, no, you can't buy me anything ever. And I'm like, listen, listen, he's a billionaire. Suck him dry. Like you can still like him and let him like buy you plane tickets and like nice hotel rooms. 
This is like even independent of her with Nate though. It's just like her wanting to be at work just for the sake of I it. Know, and like I not know, even being able to imagine like two weeks of your life not being at work. And I'm just well, like, she what? Has a fucking like concussion. Like she can't even look at her yeah. phone without feeling like she's gonna I vomit. Know. Or her like healing process is exacerbated by the fact that currently her sister, her sister's boyfriend, and her sister's baby are living at her apartment. And she's just like such a bitch about her. She's like, she's like, my sister is like kind of an idiot. Like she's she's so fucking stupid. I mean, they do kind of seem kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, but like, but I don't I, not with the like evidence. Nothing dumber than Rebecca. And and she's like, yeah, she her like her child groom who's like twenty one. Her sister's twenty two. Like they're not. He's yeah. she's like he was gonna go get a job on an oil rig, but then like a week later. He was back and he was like, I just couldn't stand another day without my family. The 21-year-old fool cried. <laughs> like, just like roast him. What do you mean? Yeah, he has a newborn baby. Like, what? Yeah. And she just like goes off of her sister. She's like, my sister's kind of an idiot, always has been. And yet she snagged a man who truly loves her. And I'm like, all right. So like dumb people don't deserve love? Like, what? Like, you're <laughs> jealous? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. She's like, every time but I think really... of it, I throw up a little. Like, I don't get it. And then she's like, she's like, yeah, they're all here. And I'm like, all right, well, you invited them to live there. Like, it's not like they're squatting. Like, you were like, come yeah, live with me. Yeah, but she's also, listen, she's been parentified. Yeah, I, I know, do have a little but... sympathy for Becca because she was she did have to drop out of college and she did have to like like she doesn't make a lot of money, you know? <laughs> like she's an office manager. Yeah. But like why would you invited them there? Like don't I don't know. Just about the sister and her boyfriend. <laughs> They're having sex in the room and then they come out and then like the baby starts to cry and like the the boyfriend comes out to like, you know, comfort the baby. And <laughs> the description <laughs> Uh, is they stare at each other like long lost lovers like what? are you sure what? about the sister and the, I, and the no boyfriend? i rewound this to make sure that i knew <laughs> and it's the baby and the dad looking at each other and i'm like that is a weird way to describe a father and son looking at each other like especially like literally a paragraph after you have talked about the father having sex like with his girlfriend you know like yeah. also is the boyfriend's name remy or was i mishearing i thought that? it was Renny. Like Either way, end. I was picking Remy, and I was just picturing like Remy the Rat, the rat. from Ratatouille. <laughs> Very similar time. vibes. Very similar vibes. Um, <laughs> so okay, so they're like having their nice little family moment. The sister's like nursing. Who knocks on the door? But Nate the Great with a huge bouquet of flowers for Becca. And Rebecca's first instinct is to be like, "Oh my god!" Like he can't come up. And I get it. Like you don't want your house to be messy for guests. But she's like, "Oh my god!" Like my sister is basically topless. Like how embarrassing. And I'm like, "Are oh, your sister's fucking breastfeeding in her own home? Yeah. Like she lives here and she has a baby. Like what do you want her to do?" And like she's like, "Oh, I wish Rennie would at least like put a shirt on." Like blah blah. Which okay, I get that. But also like this is also his house. And then Nate comes in and like they have this whole like exchange. And she manages to like kick the sister and boyfriend like out of the house. Um, oh, but not not before the boyfriend's like talking about getting a book from the library, and he's like, "Yeah, like I want to get the sequel. This book was so good. It's about like parallel universes, like how there could be a parallel universe where like you're the queen of France, Rebecca." And Rebecca's like, "There's not a monarchy in France." And he's like, "Yeah, like that's the point. It's a fucking parallel universe, Rebecca. Like who's the dumb one now?" <laughs> She's very like weirdly judgmental about him. Yeah, she's like, so judgmental about fantasy about, books. about everyone. Understand. Yeah. Honestly, it didn't really bother me. In the yeah, book. I don't know. I know. Like, we're talking about it now as if it really bothered me, but, like, I didn't really care that much. It bothered me more this I didn't think – like, she it. wasn't an unlikable heroine to me. She was a little, like, too stupid to live. She was a little too, too stupid but to live. But think she's so smart. Because of the – 
But like the number of times she drinks alcohol with her head injury, <laughs> just like you have a concussion. No, it's not. It's worse than concussion. We're about to find out. I know. So, okay. So he comes in. They're like chatting. They have like their little inside jokes, like listen, bitch, from like a movie they watched on a plane, like whatever. And we also get these like – this is where we find out how they first met. Like we have these like random interspersed flashbacks that are written in like this weird – like third, yeah, this third person, they're like the fair maiden Rebecca comes in, but like only in the beginning, like they're not really fairy tale themes, just like randomly thrown in, just like the Pride and Prejudice yeah. shit. And like, yeah, so we find out that another thing they like share in common is palindromes. So that was like Nate's thing. He like loves palindromes. I do love a good palindrome. But like, how do you come up with them on the fly like this? Like, they seem to just be able to come up with palindromes on the fly. And I feel like yeah. that's really impressive. It is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like if I spend a few minutes, I can come up with something like halfway decent, but not really like situationally like relevant, you know? Um, yeah. It's fun. Um, and then Rebecca like gets into that too. Um, and that's what they like, you know, bond over. Yeah. And in the past, he had a fiance named Juliet, who you find out later like cheated on him with her fitness instructor. Um, who she's now married to and who is also a hockey player, which is random. I also just want to know in the flashback we get that Nate, despite Rebecca being the eighth employee ever in this tech startup, Nathan does not give her stock options. Yes. Oh my God, that bothered me so much. You little bitch. It's like, they're like talking about it and Stu, like Nate's other like friend slash employee is like stock options. Nate's nose wrinkles in reply. Nah, not for clerical staff. Like, what? What? That's fucking rude. Literally, like your business would not have survived without Rebecca. Like he's very well established that if Rebecca didn't come in and start managing that office, like they would not. the The company would have died. Like all of most other startups in its first year. So like, what the fuck, Nate? And he doesn't even give them to her later. Yeah. Like when she proves instrumental. No. She could be a billionaire by now. She could afford health insurance. Right. I know. Yeah. He's definitely still paying her like 40K or something like ridiculous. Yeah. We also find out that Nate like doesn't pay attention when people talk, which is like played off as like, oh, he's just like so smart, like blah, blah, blah. But like, that's just fucking rude. Like, I think, I think Nate, I got very strong vibes that Nate was meant to be like on the autism spectrum or something like that. See, no. His characterization. Yeah, like a few times they would he would say, like, oh, I'm bad at picking up social cues, but there was nothing at all to like indicate that that I'm was not true. saying it was good autistic representation. I'm just saying I think like I think it was really before like autistic heroes were like a thing. Like, you know what I mean? We're like, I mean, Maybe. you know, we had Ian know. McKenzie before this, but I'm just saying, like, I think like the the whole like genius like definitely like undertone is this guy is neurodivergent but i'm not gonna say it because neurodivergence isn't sexy like era of romance like that was this yeah i guess he just came off as such a bro who just like didn't care like i don't know like who just wanted yeah at least ian mckenzie could like recite what you said a week later right right and like well and we all Ian actually did have trouble understanding social cues. I feel like Nate is just like just uses that as like an excuse to be really like, it's if we get from his POV, well, like he what knows what's going on. He just like chooses to not like give people yeah. respect. I don't know. Whatever. It's not I'm overstating it. He didn't bother me that much. I just when I think about it. 
so also he's like, oh, yeah, like we all work 40 hours on site, but not the same 40 hours. It's flexible. And I'm like, all right, well, then why are you making your employees come in? I get that it's 2016. Also, we later find out that he's like making his employees like do like fly at 3 a.m. and pick him up at 3 a.m. like for no reason. So what that really means is that he just like owns his employees personal time, like 100 percent bullshit, whatever. So back to the modern day, Nate's giving an inspirational speech to the hockey team. It's so lame. <laughs> Why not me? Why not now? If not now, then when? <laughs> if listen, and like we so we just finished watching Ted Lasso. And I think just like I'm gonna compare every yeah. like speech to Ted Lasso from now on. And just like Ted Lasso is so wonderful. Like the show, like the writing is just like flawless. It's so like Nobody can measure up. It's not fair yeah, but to compare it to Ted Lasso. Lasso. Speeches are just like recycled. Yeah, they're all funny. Yeah, they're all like funny. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think the speech was that bad. I don't know. I've been very. Like, I just thought bar. it was like I was like I don't know why we need this. Like I, I, I feel like you could just be like owner. I gave a pump up speech to the team and then I walked out because of the it comes room. back later. Lauren throws it back at him later on. What? Does she, she does. Yeah, she's about to. I'll I'll, I'll tell you oh. when it comes back. <laughs> so. <laughs> aforementioned Lauren is like with Nate. She's his new assistant. She flipped with Rebecca. It's like really obvious that like Lauren slash like half the people at this company, K-Tech, are like know that Nate is in love with Rebecca and like have oh. known for a really long time. And they're just like constantly like and ship it <laughs> yeah. full time. Yeah. Like full time. Or yeah. I'm really glad that Lauren like because when we were first like we got the description of her from Rebecca, like I got the impression that she was like going to be a bitch because like she's described as like, yeah, you know, like typical Lauren. like Manhattan, like she like dresses you know nicely and she's like blonde and like you know like the the typical yeah mid 2010s era description of like the bitchy girl and i was like why is it always lauren like why does lauren always have to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> the I mean, that. like random like generic mean girl but lauren is in this book isn't like i like her and becca eventually comes to like her well that's what i, I was just gonna say this is just yeah it's just yet another example of like becca rebecca like judging people and then realizing she was wrong which does actually give more credence to the Pride and Prejudice tie-in. Like, that's totally Rebecca's MO is, like, just off the bat, like, judging people and thinking that they're, like, shit and then, like, being proven wrong, you know? I do also get in the Lauren situation. I'm, like, I want to give a little bit more leeway just because, like, Lauren did replace her in a very, like, abrupt, like, sudden. So I can understand, like, developing and, like, a animosity to someone, like, even if they've never really done anything wrong. (laughs) Sure, sure. I'm just saying, like, she has to get past this. I I was just saying it makes – it's, you know, at least tangentially connected to Pride and Prejudice. Like, whatever. First impressions. Yeah, Lauren is, like, trying to talk to Nate and, like, even more than usual, he's, like, not paying attention. And she's like, oh, Rebecca has her, like, doctor's appointment today, doesn't she? And Nate's like, what? No, I totally wasn't just, like, looking for Rebecca down the hallway, like totally following her into the doctor's <laughs> office. So she's at the team doctor. Yeah, the team doctor refers her. He's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. The concussion should have been done by now. You got to go to this specialist. And she's like, oh, I can't get an appointment until June. And feral Nate in the background <laughs> is like, I don't think so. Time to donate $50,000 <laughs> to concussion research to get her an appointment this Saturday. And once again, I'm like, Becca, the moment he did this, the moment he spent fifty thousand dollars to get you a doctor's appointment, that is the moment that you should have lost all concern for spending his money. This man throws out fifty thousand dollars like it means nothing. And you know what? Fifty thousand dollars is pocket change. He is a billionaire. He would literally never be able to spend all that money. Never, ever, ever. No, nope. it's insane. Yeah, like suck, suck him dry. Take every gift. I don't understand. It's it's nothing to them. It's like me. It's like me buying you like an ice cream once a week. 
Like yeah. proportionally. That's what that is to him. If even. Like, like if yeah. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. So he does that. And then he like gives her a ride. Or he's he's like, let me give you a ride home. But instead of taking her home, he takes her to his house. <laughs> he's like, You're gonna live here for a week. Because she's like owned up to will. like not being able to sleep because of her like sister and the, you know, newborn baby that's like the crying baby, in the apartment. Yeah. That's fair so, enough. <laughs> yeah. But also she's worse. She's like, Oh, I, like I need to be at work. He's like, Why are you like coming back to work when like you're still sick? Like she's suffering right. from vertigo. Like it's definitely more of a concussion. Right. And She's like, well, there's a limit. Like, I've already used up all my sick days. There's a limit to sick days in the employee handbook. And he's like, and he's like, I will rewrite the employee handbook. Yeah, you do and not I'm like, worry. Good. Like, dude, like, give everyone more sick days. Give them unlimited sick days. He also there's just like a few nice moments. He's like, both my hands flex because he had the urge to reach out and pull her into my arms. Just like nice. When she like almost falls over for like the third time. <laughs> so they get <laughs> almost falling over. At least she has a head injury. Like it's not just like I'm clumsy TM. Right. Like yeah. she no, legitimately she has like vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a problem. Um, you roll up to the house. He has a fucking British housekeeper. He has a British housekeeper in his man in his Brooklyn brownstone. And I'm like, I guess that's the Pride and Prejudice thing. Yeah, I guess. Oh, and like Fifty Shades of Grey. Like I thought that her name's Mrs. Grey, and then later we find out that her husband is named Christian Grey, and then she's like read the books out loud to him because he thought it was funny that it was like the same name. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> his house is like I don't know the way it's described. Kind of just like reminds me of like going to the Met after business hours, like in the mix-up files with Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. Like I don't know, he's like a library with like ladders on wheels and like the British housekeeper and just like cool shit. Like it's great. Um. A virtual a library with like yeah, definitely. I don't think it'd be that wheels. much to it's achieve. Like zoom around, and he has big. He has like a virtual butler, which is like Siri, but like for some reason it's played off as like better than Siri. It, it is like an AI. Rebecca renames him to Bingley, <laughs> and like they're like incorporate the sentence structure of Pride and Prejudice, or like of Jane Austen. Yeah, so he's just like talking like a 19th century British dandy for the rest yeah. of the book. Yeah. When she meet <laughs> when she meets the housekeeper, the housekeeper's like, Oh, like Becca, how's your head? And Becca's like, How does she know about my head? And I was like, Because her and Nate have like late night gossip sessions about oh, you. For like, sure. what the fuck are you talking about? Like they definitely stay up like with like like a like I'm imagining what a girl wants type scenario where like Amanda Bynes and Colin Firth are in the kitchen eating cocoa puffs. And like that's what I'm imagining Nate and his housekeeper doing. Just like everything. Oh, for sure. And like and Nate was definitely like, Oh my god. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I spend $50,000 on, like, a personal maid for her? Do I, like, buy a wing of a hospital just in case she needs it? And Mrs. Gray was like, why don't we start with flowers? Why don't you just just break the ice? Just go in. Be cool. (laughs) Be cool for, like, two seconds. Go over there. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) He's like, you mean a 20-pound bouquet of roses? And she's like, all right. All right. It's better than the wing. You know what? Like, fine. Whatever. And and she's this whole time like Becca's like I can't, I can't stay in Nate's mansion for a week. That's there's just there's no way I'm gonna stay in Nate's mansion for the week. And I'm like again, why the fuck not? Yeah. Why the fuck you've known him? I get that he's her boss, but like she's been like she's like friends with him. Like yeah. it's multiple times stated. And he's that not even like gonna be there. Like he's outside of. Yeah, he's like flying around the country wasting jet fuel. <laughs> 
He's like explicitly going to DC like in a day for the rest of the week, probably to like bribe some senators or whatever. <laughs> like, so we find out we like another flashback after Nate has like walked in on his fiance sleeping with Bart or whatever. This is like another indication of like their friends. Like Rebecca like cancels her plans and like stays late to like buy him empanadas and tequila, which is like sounds fucking delicious. Like empanadas are so fucking good. Like I just I don't even eat meat anymore, but like well you can get them without meat, but like mm, beef empanada just excellent. I listen. I respect and support you. Um, I but I disagree. Why? I just like the only empanadas I've had have been like two. I don't like. I don't know if dry is the right word. Dry. I mean, yeah, dry would be bad. But I mean, I just don't. And I'm talking about like so the 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 primary time I've had empanadas was when um. You know, you know how like when you're in college and people go around and they're like, there's free food in room 425. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, my God, there's free food in room 425. And it turned out to be a meeting of like it was like the Latin heritage like club or whatever. And like I came in to get empanadas and I thought I could just like leave because I didn't realize it was like the club meeting. And then like they started the club meeting and I was like, OK, so now I'm going to sit through the club meeting of the Latin Heritage Club. I support it. And you're telling me those were bad empanadas? Yeah, that's why I'm saying I don't like empanadas. Oh. Like, I didn't like those empanadas. And they're, they were from like, you know, the people – the. The people like the the people that I I knew in in the club were like yeah like this is my favorite empanada spot. Oh, because my experience was like almost the exact same. It was like in the college like student center, and it was the multicultural fraternity. And I think someone's mom had like made them or something. They were fucking delicious. It's like the best. I don't, I don't know. know. Very good. Very good hand food. I think that they're just not for me. You know. And yeah. Okay. And then Nate is like ruminating about how like after Juliet left him like. You know, he just had like a string of one night stands, but it's getting like harder and harder because everyone just wants to be with him for his money. And like anyone I quote, anyone I fuck would have to sign an NDA and not because of sexual proclivities. And I'm like, all right, another Fifty Shades of Grey joke. I see that. But I'm like, why not, Nate? Why can't you get a little dirty? I mean, yeah. later on when him and Beck are having sex, like apparently Bing, Bing Lee, the personal assistant, sends recordings. <laughs> To the, like, research <laughs> oh and my god! Team they're developing it, and he, the research and development team gets a recording of like them Horrible. having sex, and he's like, "Okay, so now I'm gonna change the setting so it doesn't automatically send the recording." Oh my god! It's just like. <laughs> And Rebecca never finds out about that. Like, thank God. But it's just like, God. Yeah. I thought I was like, oh my God. You know what? Like, I think that's one of those situations. Where like, yeah, good idea to just never tell her like that that happened. And they're like going to sleep. And Bingley's like, good night, sweet prince. And Nate's like, that's a little dark, like home or Hamlet or whatever. <laughs> and then Bingley's like, sorry, sir. Sleep with the angels. <laughs> Which. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, it's there's a like funny moment. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It still kind of creeps me out. Like, I think I would be very creeped out to have that AI in my home, especially because his original name is Hal, like from Space Odyssey. I fucking hate that movie. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Horrible. I saw the movie at the age of like six and it's like scarred me for life. It's It's like almost terrible. Not as bad as The Little Vampire, but um, so the next day, Nate's like, oh, I updated your phone for you, Rebecca. There should be like a new audiobook app on there for you. And I'm like, how did you fucking have access to her phone? But later on, we find out. So she, so his whole thing is tech room is like phones. Like he's like, it's said multiple times. Like he's like reinvented the way you use your phone, like blah, blah, blah. So all the employees have like K-Tech phones. 
And there's a tracking device on each of them because he's like, oh, maybe I should track her. But I have a company policy not to like track my employees unless it's an emergency. I'm like, they're fucking tech company employees. Like what? It's not like they're a private security firm. Like what emergency could there be (laughs) that you would be responsible for fighting them instead of the police? The phone gets lost. Why? No. He says like a company phone having like a locator on it. But then like it should be like something that the employee has to type in something to allow you. Like you shouldn't just have tracking devices on your employees. And that seems to be like her personal phone. And it's very casually it's just ca- it's so casual and, and the fact that he can just like update her phone for her without her like knowledge like what it's like she doesn't even have like a personal separate phone like uh, whatever he's put audiobooks on there he gave her outlander and pride and prejudice i think it's hilarious that he gives her outlander <laughs> yeah and he, she's like oh it's over 40 hours total but i'm like all right that's because outlander is 32 hours long like pride and prejudice is 11.5 listen to that shit at two times speed right exactly at one time speed like lame i was listening to a, another podcast this morning and obviously i was listening to it at two times speed because like yeah i have to and they were talking about like one of the hosts was like oh yeah like my friend sent me like a screen recording of a podcast like she was listening to and i was like why is it so fast? And then I realized she was listening to two times speed and they were like, haha, we probably sound like chipmunks. And I'm like, no, no, you don't. But you know, I encourage you to try two times speed because it's yeah. really fucking life changing to be able to finish things in half the time. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like I've heard, I actually like, I never even thought of this before, but I saw something somewhat recently that was like an audiobook narrator talking about how they used to like not want people to listen to their stuff on two times speed because they're like, you know, I'm an actor. So I like put in like with the pauses where I want them and like, I don't want that to be lost. And like, it's not lost. Like, it's just like faster. Like, it's, it's not like the timing up. remains proportionately the same. The pitch doesn't go up or anything. Like, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. And it makes everybody it benefits everybody, hurts nobody. <laughs> like we're good here. But what I was gonna say is that so I was like when I was looking up how long Pride and Prejudice and Outlander are, I looked it up on the library app. And as you would expect, there's probably like five or six different audiobook versions of Pride and Prejudice on there. But they're yeah. all around the same time. They're all around like hovering around eleven and a half hours, which is very impressive. Like I don't know why I is there like some sort of like set metronome that like audiobook readers read to? You know what I mean? Like no, how would they all I mean, come it's out? Just, it's usually it's around two minutes, like one and a half to two minutes per page. Um, but like they all are able to do that. I just feel like it's impressive. I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I think if you were to read a page, like as long as you're not like reading it fast, if you were to like read like and making sure you're like enunciating and, you know, being clear. Mm-hmm. So Becca has to go to ear therapy. She goes to her appointment. She has somehow the juices in her ear have been messed up and are giving her vertigo. So she has to go to ear therapy where she essentially gets like spun around in a spinny chair for like an hour Mm -hmm. until she can like learn how to stand up without falling over. She still has a head injury. Meanwhile, Nate is like ruminating. He's like, so after, you know, he's like, oh, like the one night stand sort of like lost their verb for me. Right around the same time, he began to find himself meditating on the shape of Becca's curves, which was is very much like I've been meditating on the very great pleasure, which a pair of fine eyes in the face of a pretty woman can bestow, <laughs> like Mr. Darcy. And he's like, yeah. a well-timed, he's like, I love being near her. A well-timed breath could summon her lilac scent, sending it deep into his lonely chest. <laughs> Wow. He's such a nerd. He, re- so I mean, he piney. really is like in some ways, like in terms of like Darcy being the biggest dweeb on the planet. Yeah. Like, Nate is, you know, a Darcy, like that, that version of Darcy. Yeah. yeah. I can see it. So before the appointment, he's like on his way to meet her after the appointment and find out the news. And Lauren, his assistant, was is with him. And this is when she's like, hey, Nate, I really like that speech you gave the players last time. Like, you know, why not me? 
why not now? You know? And he's like, I don't know what you mean. And she's like, have a good time with Rebecca. Like, give Rebecca my love. <laughs> she's like, do you go to all your employees' doctor's appointments? <laughs> and he's like, of course not. That would be silly. And she's like, mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> you can file that away for later. You know, think about it on one of your many private jet plane yeah. rides. But yeah, after the appointment, they go walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, which like it's always portrayed as something that's really nice. But the- bridges any bridge like big bridge like that it's so fucking windy like no matter what kind of day you go it on it's just miserable i don't understand why people like walking across it like it's i've never been on the i've been on the brooklyn bridge several times at several different times of day in several different types of weather and it's always just not been a very fun experience but as they're walking across he holds her hand because it's crowded and he 50 shades of gray reference doesn't want her to get hit by a cyclist (laughs) I know. I was expecting her at any moment. Like, that would have been so easy to achieve. All she has to do is, like, you know, take one of her many spins, like, tumble. Step into the bike path. Yeah. So he's, like, thinking about – he has to go to this, like, charity benefit in Florida. And his good friend from college, Alex, who was a woman, he's, like – they have some kind of, like, also weird like a business, business deal. Business yeah. Woman. He has some kind yeah. of, like, business deal and, like, bidding and – I don't know, just, like, bidding nonsense. And he's, like, I know she's going to try to, like, corner me and, like, shake me down so I, I don't want to give her the chance like at the charity benefit and Lauren's like why don't you bring a date maybe Rebecca and he's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he pitches it to Rebecca he's like yeah you know you wouldn't wouldn't be to work like just come like you know to get away because I know you've been like cooped up so she goes to do the benefit and they get to the hotel and once again she's like oh no he's paid for my hotel room I can't accept this level of generosity and I am banging my head against the fucking table yeah. like I just want to throw myself off a cliff and this was also the point where I was like where's Lauren's book and then I discovered that Mm-hmm. Lauren, in fact, does have a book because she had. There's this whole like subplot in which she's like has like a you know I don't know what word I'm looking for Canoodly. a messy relationship with that's the why she like player, hates the hockey, with like yeah. yeah with like the goalie who she used to date. So Lauren does get a book, which is good. So they're chatting with Alex, and Alex is like pissed. Like she's like really bad that Rebecca's there because she had asked Nate if she could talk to him like specifically before the benefit like by themselves. She wanted a private conversation and Rebecca's here. Um, And she's like really rude to Rebecca. Like she's like, oh, you're the secretary, right? Like, oh, didn't you get like demoted two years ago? Like blah, blah, blah. And Nate's like, I can't imagine why Alex is mad. Like why is she so mad? He's like, you know, we did. We had, we've known each other for 12 years and we did sleep together for the first time ever, like four months ago. But I can't imagine. I haven't talked since. But I can't imagine why she's mad. Like, he's so dumb. And, and that's not the reason she's mad. Like, she's not actually like, she's not actually like the spurned woman or whatever. But like, that would have been an obvious reason and totally reasonable reason. Like, you know, if she wanted to like debrief on that and he like brought a third person, like, what? Yeah. Cause he thought she wanted to discuss business and he didn't want to. Yeah. Right whatever but yeah nate like nate like wanders off somewhere and alex like when like lauren gets to matchmaking by being like becca you should ask nate why he sent you to brooklyn and at this Mm -hmm. point i'm like nate and becca are just so inept in love Mm -hmm. like there is no way they would have gotten together if these if like these multiple far more competent women hadn't been like pushing them together this book doesn't happen if you don't Mm -hmm. have like lauren and alex and like georgia and like Mm -hmm. heidi joe like ever like 
this group of like I just would like like a spinoff matchmaking series in which this this group of competent women like, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> like so, I don't know together. solve crimes and like fall in love yeah yeah so this is when Rebecca decides to try her hand at the liquor <laughs> despite having a head injury she has half a glass half a glass of champagne and she's like falling over within seconds and so like Georgia her best friend who like also works at the company has to like trundle her off to bed and she's like we find out that she like always wears lingerie like no matter what for some reason that seems wildly uncomfortable but like whatever you do you well she's wearing like a she's wearing those like you know like silk like like essentially like camis you know what I'm talking about like it's not like she's wearing like corsets and like garters to bed yeah um and she's in the middle of like a detailed dream about shopping at Bloomingdale's. She's like, oh, there's so many cashmere scarves. Like, this is like the best no, day sweaters. of my life. There's cashmere sweaters. No, cardigans. I'm sorry. Cashmere cardigans because I had a point to make about this. Okay. So I don't know that we've gotten this yet, but in the second half of the book, we get many, many references to the fact that Becca has oh, really God. big boobs. Oh, yeah. And I'm just thinking of, I'm like, any woman that has large breasts knows that you can like a cashmere cardigan – and what I'm picturing is, like, one of those fitted, like, buttons all the way down the front, mm-hmm. you know, like, that kind of cardigan. Cannot wear those if you have boobs. And it's implied that, like, later on she wears just a cashmere cardigan as a shirt. So, like, it's not like she's wearing anything underneath, you know? It's yeah. not like she's just wearing a cardigan overneath over a shirt. And I'm like, you – no. If you have more than, like, a B cup, you cannot wear those whatever yeah but she's in the middle let's like yeah setting that aside like she's has a shopping dream and she's rudely awoken in the middle of it by nate he's managed (laughs) to get her key card from like georgia or someone or like lauren or yeah and like scam his way into her literal hotel room and wake her up and she's like oh my god like he's gonna see my boobs but if you sneak up on a sleeping girl you're going to see her jammies (laughs) all right like thank you weird way to put it but like all right and then wait they're like talking they're like She's like, oh, this is like weirdly intimate. It feels as if we're the only people awake in all of Florida. <laughs> like it's just us. In all of the magical kingdom of Florida. <laughs> it's Disney World. Oh, it's the Disney World. That's of what it is. The metaphor. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Oh my gosh. It all it's all coming together. Um, she finally fucking after two years asks him why he transferred her. And he, in his head, because this is from his perspective, never – he's like, oh, my God. I can't believe she's been wondering about this. Mm-hmm. I It did not even occur to me once that she may wonder why I, like, moved her from a position she had been in for five years and was really good at, like, without talking to her for, you know? Like, yeah. He's sir, like, how bizarre. Sir, you are a dunce. <laughs> Like he's, Nate is yeah. just wearing a dunce cap this whole I mean, this I whole guess time. I was saying earlier that like he just says he's bad at social cues but doesn't like say it. I guess like this is an example and like him being like, I can't imagine why Alex is mad. Like Yeah. I don't all of those I don't see the thing with all of that is they seem like social cues that it just seems really convenient for him to pretend like he didn't pick up on. You know what I mean? It's not like an all-encompassing thing where it's like I don't know it how to describe seems it. It's like it seems like that he's not it's not that he's not capable of picking up on social cues. It's that he lacks emotional intelligence. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, like, picking up on social cues is, like, oh, someone wants to leave the dinner and you don't realize that, like, you know, yeah. they're trying to, like, hint at it. But he does, we, don't, we never get any of that. It's all things that, like, it would just be convenient for him to pretend, like, other people don't have emotion. Like, don't 
have feelings. So he's finally like, I don't really want to give you an answer on that. And she's like, well, maybe you owe me one. And he's like, it's because you had that – remember that boyfriend you had that like would come into the office? Yeah, I couldn't watch that. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I couldn't watch that. I just like – because I like am in love with you. Like he doesn't say it like that. But (laughs) And then they they make out. They have some sexy times. There are just two quotes at the beginning of this that I would like to emphasize. Um, First, when they kiss, she's like, I now know exactly how Nate's mouth feels against mine. It feels awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, yeah, like it's the Taylor Swift, like the beginning of me, like, hey, kids, spelling is fun. Like that's (laughs) that's it. Um, And then also like after they like break apart momentarily and and Nate tilts his head to the side like a Labrador retriever. So we have yep. Nate is a golden retriever confirmed. Yeah. Just wanted to emphasize that. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, he's like, compared to a puppy multiple times. And we we skipped over, but like earlier, Lauren, he was like, it feels like Lauren's playing with me like a cat and a mouse. Like, so we got cat references <laughs> Lauren's too. definitely a cat. Yeah. And so, okay, so they like have sex classic orgasm after just like a few seconds of pnb like you know no discussion of contraception before yeah mutual orgasms and like afterwards he's like oh i know you're on the pill like i saw it on the counter i'd never endanger you and i'm like all right well like she could still get chlamydia we've been through this like like, whatever (laughs) maybe he gets tested like on the monthly and like he just it's never mentioned because it's not important to the story it just seems like yeah i do really wait wait i really i really appreciate so it is a common romance trope where heroes are just popping heroines boobs out of their (laughs) bras slash corsets which is always described as if it like like it described in a way that implies that the bra slash corset essentially like disappears once the boob is popped out yeah. just like in the way i'm like and that ju- it's just way more difficult than it's always portrayed and i appreciate that the book specifically is like oh he pulls my boob out of my what whatever it's called my like negligee. my yeah. negligee and he's like he and it's like he can do that because i'm wearing a negligee and not a bra so i was like Plus 10 points to Serena Bowen for, like, calling that shit out and acknowledging that that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, They do eventually get completely naked because we know that when they wake up, she's like, until you wake up naked with your boss of seven years, you haven't lived. Oh, my God. She also compares his dick to the last frontier. (laughs) What? She's like, like, right before he, like, puts it in. She's like, oh, it's the last frontier. (laughs) I feel like that's another Disney World reference somehow. Like dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he sends her home. He's like, we don't have to talk about this now. And he no. says, and I quote, "No, I want you to go home and brood." No, <laughs> no. He says, "Let's get breakfast and talk about it." And she's like, oh, yeah. "No, I have to go home." And he, I feel like he says, "I don't want you to go home and brood." No, he no, he says, okay, so what he like invites her to breakfast. She's like, I can't, I'm getting breakfast with Georgia. And then he like puts her in he puts her in the car and like gives her a kiss on the cheek and he's like, I want you to go home and brood. Like think this through. I wrote down this quote because I was like, this that's I love it. I love the like brooding. He's worried that she's gonna brood. And she she does. She goes home and she like starts like, you know, stress cleaning and she's like, Oh my god, oh my god, she's there's a brand new soundtrack running through my brain. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. She's like, My whole life, like people have been telling me I have a good head on my shoulders, but now I've like done this crazy thing. And like she really is just like a consistently like stodgy person. Like that definitely is that's very much like 
as much as we're told but not shown that like Nate is bad at social cues, we are told and shown that Rebecca is like, yeah, parentified, but also just like, yeah, I don't know. Like her sister, (laughs) her sister comes in and is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is going on? Like, you're stress cleaning. Like, I know that that means something's going on. And Rebecca is like, my sister is a few peas short. Of a castle. And I like, I know that's an insult. I really have no idea what, (laughs) like, I don't understand the metaphor, but I, I kind of love it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how that relates to being like of low intelligence at all. (laughs) She says that about her after. So Rebecca's like, I slept with my boss. And her sister is like, You slept with Hugh Major? Really? (laughs) He's old. And Hugh Major is like the manager of the hockey team. (laughs) And that's a constant, like that joke is made several times. And it is hilarious every fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rennie comes in and he's like, you slept with Hugh Major? (laughs) (laughs) Even Nate later is like, you slept with Hugh Major? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like Rebecca's like, you know, it was Nate and her sister's like, oh, so Nate finally admitted he has a thing for you. And I'm like, who's a few peas short of a casserole now, Rebecca? Like, you're the only one in this, like, apartment who hasn't figured it out. Like, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then she gets, like, two pretty stressful letters in the mail. One of them is her rent. And she's, like, been expecting it to go up. But it's the same as it's been. So file that away. Remember that for later. I Can I just say at the time I read that and I was like, Nate totally bought the apartment. He had bought the entire apartment building. And I was assuming that he had like just bought it, that he had just bought the apartment building. But no, he he had owned it the entire yeah, time. She's lived there. Yeah, he just has his like web. Like he has like control over her phone, like her probably like her passport, <laughs> her social security, like everything, like her fucking apartment oh, building. He definitely knows her social security yeah. number. She has to do it for tax reasons. She has to give yeah. it to him for tax reasons. And like the fact that he's like, there's a note on your file that like not to raise the rent, but like Everyone else in that building, he owns the whole building. He bought it for his employees. So everyone else is his employee too. But he's just like, what, extorting them? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing about all these like nice things that he does for her. I'm like, you could definitely afford to do this for everyone, if not the entire city of New York, like everyone in your organization. Like the entire – the second letter she gets is from her health insurance. And it turns out that these like special therapy sessions have been like $300 a pop. And she's supposed to go three times a week, which is like insanely expensive. And she's like, all right. Like I'm, you know, just I, I need to stop going so much because it's just like I can't go into debt for this. The American healthcare system sucks. Yep. And Nate, this is when Nate's about to go home, and he's like checking in on. He think he still thinks she's at his house. He thinks uh-huh. she went back to his house for some reason. But the this poor baby is like in the car and finds out she's not at his house from Bingley. <laughs> He's like, oh, <laughs> and then he's like, maybe I should change Bingley's name back to Hal, but I can't because I miss Rebecca too much. It's like there's only one heat signature in the house. <laughs> it's like it should be two. <laughs> um, and this is when he's Sad. like considering like finding her. He's like, every company phone has a tracking device. So then he's talking to his his longtime friend slash business partner, Stu. And Stu is the one who is like, you can't go after, you can't continue to pursue her. Like, that's major sexual yeah. harassment. And I'm like, why does Nate need Stu to tell him this? I feel like this is very obvious. Yeah. Like, I don't think this should, uh, this needs to be stated out loud at all. It shouldn't. I'm just very, it's very annoying that there's Stu and there's also Hugh Major. Like, that was very confusing for me yeah but like he's always hugh major 
He's always Hugh Major. Yeah. He's never true. just Hugh. Yeah. But the first time Stu was introduced, I was like, maybe this is Hugh. Um, so he's like, <laughs> yeah, you can't fucking do that. And so Nate, like, is like, oh, I guess, like, well, first, like, yeah, Stu's like, Nate, you've been down. Like, I'm almost tempted to think you finally bagged Rebecca. <laughs> I just look at him blandly. People tell me I have a really impassive face. And then Stu's like, you did bag Rebecca. And Nate's like, people also <laughs> tell me that my passive face thing is broken when it comes to Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone can see that he's, like, pining. Everybody knows it. I love it. So he goes looking for Rebecca at her apartment. And instead he talks to her sister and the baby and he's like looking at the baby and he's like, I wonder what my and Rebecca's babies would look like. No, yeah. I, can't, I, 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 can't, I can't think that way. <laughs> For some reason in between here, he like he's thinking about his like parents and his dad like says something about like being worried about the jet, like him crashing the jet or something. And he's like, ah, oh, he just will never let go that one thing that happened when I was a teenager and I backed his Oldsmobile into the garage door, causing a thousand dollars of damage, which is yeah. <laughs> For a few weeks ago, Allison lightly <sighs> tapped the car, backed it into the garage door. But luckily for her and us, our brother was able to like fix everything and like pop the garage door back on its track and we like fixed the light on the car and everything. So it was not a thousand dollars worth of damage. What it was though, while we were fixing the garage door, our brother casually dropped to me that apparently, I think I might've <laughs> mentioned this before, but garage doors can like kill you really easily if you're like fucking with a spray. Like it can like shoot off and like decapitate you in like seconds. And so there is the high mental cost of the paranoia I now have every time the garage door opens and closes, especially because it makes this like loud, like clicking noise every time it opens. So I have to like run and get in the car before it like went all the way. I I just would like to provide some clarifying details here. It wasn't as if the garage door was closed and I just like fully backed into it. Like I pressed the garage door opener and I thought that the garage door was all the way open. And so I started backing up, but it wasn't. So it only took off. It it, it only like... (laughs) like bumped into like the back top tail light like on the top of the car and like that's the only thing that got broken yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. also the garage got put so like i just want to like i don't think it's the same thing as nate like it is it's implied that nate just like went fully through the garage door which is not what i did like i'm not anyway. that bad of a driver really you slept with hugh major <laughs> <laughs> After he, he looks for her at the apartment, he finds her in his, his old office, and she's stress cleaning that, too. And they have a discussion where she's basically like, let's never talk about it again. And he's like, oh, okay, if, if that's what you want. But she keeps having this internal monologue, and I really don't like this, where she keeps being like, I can't be the girl who casually sleeps with the boss. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do understand that there is inevitably going to be that dynamic if you're in a relationship with your boss where your coworkers are like, oh, like – isn't that a little, you know, inappropriate mm-hmm. or whatever? But I just, I don't know. They're just, like, I can't really pinpoint exactly what discomforted me about it, but it just reeked of like some sort of internalized misogyny, like yeah. slut shaming that exactly. I didn't really like. And like, not like other girlsy too, because she later on to like explain it to Nate, she uses like the example of what if she was dating one of the players and she's like, none of the other players would like take me seriously, obviously. But her best friend, her best friend Georgia is marrying one of the players like next month. Yeah. And Rebecca like helped plan the wedding. Lauren also like previously dated one of the goalies. So she's like, oh, it's okay for them. But like I could never res- – like no one would ever respect me. No. Like I could never do that. And then she's like also like I'm not smart slash successful enough or like to like be with you. And I'm also not like hot enough to be a trophy wife. And just like in general, I'm like, Becca, this is just – 
you you gotta unlearn all of this please like this is not a healthy view to take of yourself (laughs) I I just yeah yeah, I didn't really like it and the book doesn't interrogate it as much as I would like we have like this one conversation with Georgia where Rebecca is like voicing all of this and Georgia's like well have you ever considered that like all that stuff isn't what Nate like cares like that's not how he sees it like he's he's not he doesn't think of all this stuff as like points in his favor like points not in your favor or whatever and Rebecca's like wait a second maybe I don't know whatever (laughs) she's like in Nate's apartment again she asks Bingley about the game and then like Nate sends her a car and he's like just come watch it you fucking dumbass like why aren't you here like just come and so um she shows up and get another internalized misogyny i literally put the side eye emoji next to this in my notes where she's like i'm wearing chuck tees which is better for my balance than girly shoes oh she's constantly like, dropping <gasps> shit like that yeah becca stop it yeah. so she shows up and we get a paragraph description of the hockey game and this is where i was like this might as well be the fucking charlie brown parents talking like for all I <laughs> yeah because like i i was like i don't know what any, i know what all of these words mean separately i do not understand at all what this is talking about and i will say for this book because it's not like about one of the players like there really isn't a lot of like game action description like it's mostly Mm -hmm. just like and then he scored a goal and then he missed the goal we cheered yeah but this is like the really the most sort of like in depth we get and i was just like i I don't know what is going on here. I understand that they are pushing the puck around on skates <laughs> and I don't know anything else. Um, and also like, I think, I think because we haven't, this is like, it's like kind of the first book and like in like a sub series of like the, the overall like Brooklyn bruisers series, like this is all part of the same universe, but like there's like some Brooklyn bruisers books before, like with George, like George's book is before this. And so, like, I guess we would have known the names of the players better if we had read those books. But because I mm-hmm. haven't read them, I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, you keep mentioning these people by their last name. And, like, yeah. I, I don't know any of their names. Yeah. Castro. It's the only one I picked up on because he, like, makes Nate jealous. <laughs> yeah. She gets to the hockey game and at the sound of my voice, Nate turns slowly in his seat. <laughs> and I just – I know this is supposed to be, like, he turns because he's, like, so drawn to her and he, like, sees her as soon as she enters the box. <laughs> But I'm just imagining like a super villain turning around yeah. in a chair, like, like with a, a cat on head. his lap, like oh, <laughs> there you are, Rebecca. You've fallen right into my trap. <laughs> and the fact that he has like an AI who has brought her to the game, I'm like, mm, mm, I don't like these vibes. <laughs> head still was all the way around on his neck. Yeah, but yeah, he she has a whole conversation with Georgia in the bathroom, and the bathroom attendant in the background is like, "Girl, if you don't marry him, I will." Like. What what are you waiting for? Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, exactly. Finally, a reasonable person. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we meet Heidi Joe, the intern. And this is yet another person that Rebecca just like immediately hates. And Heidi Joe is like, you know, Southern and feminine and like peppy. And Rebecca's like, therefore, she must be an idiot. And she's like constantly surprised when Heidi Joe is competent because she's like, oh, she's so friendly and cheerful. She must be a dumbass. And I'm like, all right, that's your internalized misogyny. Like, what? Like, what are you – she is. I will feel like I feel like the main thing that annoys Becca about Heidi Joe is the fact that Heidi Joe is like talking all the time. Like she's constantly like talking Becca's ear off. And I can understand being irritated by that. But yeah, like that it's not because yeah, it's definitely like internalized misogyny. Um on the topic of Heidi Joe, I would die 
for her. I would die for <laughs> Heidi Joe. I, from the moment she stepped on the page, I was like, I love this woman so much. <laughs> she does get her own book. I did confirm and I will be reading it. But I was like, she's incredible. Like, I love everything about Heidi Joe. <laughs> just, she just doesn't give a fuck. In my head, Heidi is bisexual or it just in some way also likes women in, despite the fact that her book is with a man because she went to Bryn Mawr and everybody knows that if you go to Bryn Mawr, like – She dropped out of Bryn Mawr though. Yeah, but she still went to Bryn Mawr, you know, <laughs> like – Let's not pretend that Brimar is not a like primarily sapphic school. Like you go, you may go in straight, but you certainly don't come out. So like in my head, Heidi Joe likes women. Okay, they're at the game. They're at the play one of the playoff games, and they're oh my god, I don't understand. Like I, I, I again, I think this would be something that would be very easy if I just looked it up, but. There are like a hundred playoff games. Like they're oh, in, a, yeah. in the playoffs this whole book. And each each like team, there's like seven games. I just I don't I'm like, I don't understand how many games are they playing. I thought the playoffs were just like one like No, I don't think it's finals. like a set bracket thing. It must be the kind of thing where it's like it depends how much other teams have like won and lost by, like point wise, and like each team still plays a lot of games. You know what I mean? But that'd be a good way to like spin out, like have like a lot of games and like raise a lot of revenue and have people like attending. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't. But yeah, I was I, no so, I was like, we're in the playoff games, and this lasts for the rest of the book. And I was like, why are there so many playoffs? They games? definitely can like afford to lose like several of them, and they do. They just like as they're leaving the playoff game, like Heidi Joe slides into the car, and then Becca slides into the car, and somehow she does not realize until the door is shut that she is sitting on Nate's lap. <laughs> like I don't. I just like it don't feel so natural. She's like, oh, what? Like the literally, there's like it's several seconds have passed while she's sitting on his lap, and she's like, oh no, and she like jumps off. She just like assumes it's her vertigo. Like she's just like doesn't know as have any spatial awareness. Whatever. Anyway, they finally, after like a lot of weird back and forth in which Nate is ignoring her for and some calling her reason. like Miss Miss whatever her last name is. Yeah, like Robertson, yeah. right? Rabies. I don't know. <laughs> Something with an R. <laughs> uh, um, she finally agrees to go on a dinner date with him, and they're like canoodling in an office or something, and interrupted by Heidi Joe, which, like, again, I, like I would die for Heidi Joe, so like I don't mind this at all. Uh-huh. So they go on their dinner date. It's like nice, and like she she's like finally like I don't care. I'm gonna let him pay for the check. Like I'm not even gonna offer. Yeah, him, like, right, I was like finally. <laughs> He is a billionaire. Do not split the check with him. That's like, it's like the same thing when people are like, yeah, I'm living with my partner and we split everything 50 50, despite the fact that my partner makes like five times more than me. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If the other person makes significantly more money for you, they should pay, pay proportionally more. Or like proportionally the same. Like, you should pay proportionally the same, but it, like, that means they pay more. Like, it's just. If you make significantly, if you're you and your partner make significantly different salaries, it does not make sense for you to split things. Well, I think it depends on like what standard of living you want. Like, I don't know. There's a lot. There could be like different factors, but sure. But if if it's a billion, like it's a very clear cut situation here. Yeah. Like no, it's cut and dry. Yeah. Um. So she finally she finally is like fine with that. Um. And then they like walk back to his place and they're making out on the steps. When who bursts in from Mesh, his driver, with a gun, and he's like, 
was like, oh my God, like I saw two heat signatures on the stairs and I thought it was a grapple. Like I thought you were being attacked. <laughs> it wasn't on the bed. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. It's, they keep getting interrupted. God, it's, I know. It's, it's just very, so very funny. like, once again, so they go to the pool. They have like a nice little, like, like a little hot tub thing. And I'm like, oh, to go to a rich man's underground hot tub in which he gives me a massage. Like, that just yeah. sounds ideal. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> sounds wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Once again, he's like, should I get a condom while, like, literally in the middle of sex? Like, I, I, they're really but, not clear on the function of condoms. But. <laughs> things that happened in this scene one he like is like tell me some palindromes like <laughs> trying to get her to dirty talk and since she does she does and i honestly i love that i love that the palindrome thing pays off like in that way like it's just wonderful um he also eats her out while she's sitting on an inflatable turtle Yep. And there was just like I know like it's not a real turtle like I understand this is just like a like an inner tube like a pool toy mm-hmm. but for some reason it felt adjacent to when people have sex in front of their dogs I was mm. like there just feels like there's something indecent about fucking yeah. in front of this inflatable turtle <laughs> also just like I know that the pool was like heated and I'm sure it's like a heated indoor like comfortable environment but I don't know like it just feels in a so hot un- tub. I know but like she has to get out of the hot tub you know what I mean like she's partly out and I just feel like there's no way I wouldn't be cold so I don't know it's just it, nice in theory nice to read about I don't know if it would be a good execution but yeah. whatever she also moans and Bingley is like are you okay <laughs> yeah. she's like yeah Bingley I'm fine <laughs> so like yeah and this is when the IT this is the sex that the IT department gets a recording oh, <laughs> yeah yeah. Also, like before this, when when you said that um, Heidi Joe like interrupted them in the in the um, office, like he's like, oh, I just want to make out with you right now, and she's like, down boy. He pants like a puppy. I'm two seconds away from humping your leg, <laughs> like oh. just a full on dog. So like the next game that they're both traveling to or whatever, like is this one? Yeah, Nate's like, oh, stay in my suite with me, and Rebecca's like, no, that wouldn't be appropriate for like a work trip, and like no one knows yet, like it's still a secret. At this point, also like the only like I listen, I care about Nate and Becca, but like they're a foregone conclusion, and the only relationship I really care about is like Becca's slow and grudging like build of affection for <laughs> Heidi Joe. Like I just like, I'm just like give Heidi Joe the love and respect that she deserves because <laughs> Heidi Joe is phenomenal um also once again becca is drinking and once again she's like oh no i had half a glass of wine and like i'm immediately drunk and she's like oh it's because i don't have a tolerance anymore and i'm like no it's because you have a head injury bitch <laughs> like even me as a 12 year old didn't get like sloshed off of a glass of wine no. like it's not about fucking tolerance it's about the fact that your inner ear juices are out of whack yeah, and you, you have don't vertigo lose your tolerance for alcohol over like a month it's been like two months you know becca no <laughs> stop drinking with a head injury you're still in physical therapy. Actually, she's not going to physical therapy because yeah, she can't it's it. too expensive. In this same thing, they're like sending flirty texts, and this man says "rar," <laughs> like in all seriousness, in this flirty text exchange. And I was forcibly yanked back into the age of like mustache tattoos and 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 rar means I love you and dinosaur. And I just really like I was like, this is my middle school days, and this is like the most unsexy thing. Meanwhile, like Rebecca was earlier dictating a text to Bingley, and Bingley's like, should I add a smiley face emoji? And Rebecca's like, no, because I'm not 12. And I'm like, all right, so you're not like other girls, but like 
Meanwhile, like Nate is like he's sending you fucking raw. Like, oh god. Anyway, um, he also keeps making like this is it's like a running joke throughout that like he's like, oh, I have a PowerPoint for like sex positions and like I have a PowerPoint for like my fantasies with you and like and he's like I also like in his head he's like I have a PowerPoint for like why he needs her and at this point I'm like, okay, where's the PowerPoint party? Like I would like there to be a PowerPoint party. I would like Heidi Joe's PowerPoint just be like why I'm better than all of you because she is like. I was like, I'm going to need a PowerPoint. Like, this keeps coming up, and I would genuinely like you to make, like, a joke PowerPoint. It's like a romantic gesture. Yeah. No PowerPoint comes, unfortunately. Another thing about Rebecca that we haven't mentioned yet is that she's like, oh, I'm so – well, she's like, I'm so into fashion. Like, I'm a fashionista. Like, very much the way that, like, Stephanie Meyer is, like, I'm a fashionista, and, like, Alice Cullen is supposed to be a fashionista. Meanwhile, like, the only descriptions of her outfits we get are, like – ugly like purple dresses and like dresses with like ugly eggplant purple belts and she's like oh my god no shopping for like the perfect cashmere scarf in the perfect eggplant shade of purple but and i get that it's like the bruisers colors but like i just just it's just there's just nothing cute in that color and i just like don't believe that she like i like purple not that color purple eggplant purple Mm. on clothing like bruise purple like no um, but I think anyway, we're picturing different types of purple. Anyway, and then so Nate is on his treadmill desk, and he's like, "Why?" He like finds out. No, he's on his treadmill desk, and he's like, "Why is like Becca been so stressed?" Like, and I think he like found out she hadn't been going to physical therapy, and he's like mm-hmm. confused. And then he's on his treadmill desk, and he watches the news. And Nathaniel, I don't know if that's his full name, has to be reminded of how shitty the American healthcare systems are. Like he like does not. He's like, "Oh yeah." healthcare costs money and he has to be reminded by the fucking news didn't even doesn't even occur to him for a moment that someone may have trouble with their bills and so then he calls this doctor office and in a blatant violation of hipaa (laughs) the doctor's office gives out rebecca's medical and financial information you're doing so well you're doing so well because with her first appointment with the team doctor she's in there and he like pops his head in and the doctor's like sorry Nate, like she's not a player i can't like give you her information and she's like it's okay but like so we were doing so well like hipaa existed in this universe and now it's (laughs) just like straight out the window like i guess when you donate fifty thousand dollars to the doctor's charity like hipaa doesn't matter yeah like the implication is that like they think they're like to they think that Nate and Rebecca are like together because of the big donation. But I still I don't think that's enough. Like I don't think outside no, of like her. Only be, no, it would only be enough if like on her form, right? He was like, "This person can have," but like right. I don't think that was the case. Like no. we never got. I'm just. Why are you giving <laughs> out? So anyway, he pays her bill. He pays her bill and he puts his credit card on file. Without mm-hmm. talking to her. And he also, because he's not going to the game, so she said no to staying in his suite with him, but he switches his their penthouse. room. So he gives her the penthouse and he gives himself a normal room because he's just like flying back and forth on the jet and he won't even be there. So Re- Re- Rebecca rolls up to the hotel with Heidi Joe in tow and <laughs> on the list, they find out that she's been put in Nate's penthouse and like Heidi Joe notices first and Rebecca's like, oh my God, like I can't believe he didn't listen to me. Like this is terrible. And then at the same time, she gets a notification of a credit to her credit card like you know pay money back yeah yeah and she's like oh it was nate and she's like freaking out and she calls him like yells at him and she's like i think she leaves voicemail she's like don't talk to me ever again she's like i'm so mad what the hell and i like i understand that she wants to be an independent woman tm but again he is a billionaire like he should have asked first yeah before the medical bill stuff he should have asked but 
like the like well the sweet oh. she's pissed about the sweet because she doesn't realize that she he switched them he thought that she because she still wanted to keep it like on the down low and she thought that everyone was gonna know and she was like embarrassed that Heidi yeah Joe. she thinks that like they're gonna be staying in the same suite yeah and, yeah so like she does like realize like oh that was an overreaction but I'm like no, the medical stuff like he should have asked but also like she owed like sixteen hundred dollars which is like a lot to someone who doesn't it was, like three thousand know, at least you know, I mean yeah. whatever it was like several it was like. You know, yeah. a big chunk of change. It was like it was gonna be more. more than I make in a month. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that is a big chunk of change to someone who like has her salary, but to him, nothing. It's like it, he pulled out his wallet and like threw a couple hundred bills at the table. All right, so they're in a little tiff, and and she's she's once again she's like, oh, it's for the better or whatever. Like he's better than me, and I'm like, no, he's a thief. Making billions of dollars is theft. You don't become a billionaire without exploitation. So you're not better. Like, he's not better than you, Becca. At least you haven't stolen. At least you're not a thief. Mm. <laughs> um, Spiritually, he's a thief. Spiritually, billionaires are thieves. They're at the game afterward um, at another game. There's so many games. I I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Um, and... At the press conference. So we got some like foreshadowing earlier when Georgia, who's like the publicist, was like, there's this reporter that really wants to talk to you, Nate. Like, but like, she just seems like a gossip columnist. So like, I've said no. And then like that reporter like ambushes him later. And basically we find out. So Nate hates the Dallas hockey team. Like that has been established. Um, And we don't really know why. And like now is when we find out why. So it turns out that Bert... Juliet's personal trainer who she cheated on Nate with is like the captain of the Dallas team and like she married him and so this reporter like makes a whole story of like oh Nate only bought this team so that he could like beat Bert the hockey player because of his like girlfriend like it was just like very big it's a very big scandal this like doesn't really have that much bearing on the plot like it's just like to find out like why Nate hates Dallas mm-hmm. um but I'm glad that we don't get Becca like worrying that he wants to get back with Juliet you know? right because I feel like that could have been really easy to it have that be like a conflict like and she like doesn't really care like she's still like insecure that she's not good enough for him but like she's like I know I'm better than Juliet <laughs> right um yeah it doesn't I mean it does kind of seem like he's not over Juliet it's kind of like played off but like I feel like you don't he definitely still like hates Dallas and there's no other reason for it besides that so yeah I don't know yeah but that's not why he bought the hockey he's yeah. like he's like like yeah like I I wanted to beat Dallas but like I bought the hockey gate team because I like hockey and like yeah, but I thought I could turn the team around, which like he has. But he like really hates Dallas. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, but they make out in an office. So I just want to. This is just one line there. They make out in an office, and he slips his fingers under the quote gusset of her panties. Oh no! And I looked up what gusset is, and it's just like the elastic in your in your underwear. Like that's it's a totally normal thing. <laughs> but I was just like, what is a gusset, and why does it sound like a gross British food? Like yeah, no, that's ropes. terrible. But that's not the worst thing that happens in this makeout session. Um, his tongue plunging into my ear at one point. <gasps> no, just no. The most horrible. No. And like that does he's gonna mess up her ear juices again. Oh fuck! Oh, it's just the worst. It's like a horrible like wet willy. But yeah, she like goes over to comfort him. <laughs> She's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't realize that you had switched our rooms." And he's like, "No, I'm sorry. Like I should have asked you first before paying your." health bill like blah blah or blah stealing your medical information and violating yeah. 
And then he's like, will you come with me like as my actual date to the last game? They're the next game, which like will be their last game, but they don't know yet. And like sit with me. And she's he's like, yeah, I will. So everything's good in the kingdom. Um, <laughs> so Patrick is shaken up a little bit. And then Alex arrives and she's like, Nate, uh, we got to talk. And it's because I'm pregnant and it's probably not yours, but it could be yours. And I kind of hope it is. Because, because the, other the probable father was my physically abusive ex who only wanted to get to me because he wanted to get to my dad's hedge fund. Which money, can like I just say money or whatever. it just makes it even more rich that Alex – I know it was like – because, you know, it, it was in a bad place. She didn't really mean it. But like she was like dunking on Rebecca for like being whatever, like a secretary or whatever. Meanwhile, like Alex definitely got to where she was because her dad is like this huge like venture capitalist, like hedge fund man. It's not like she was like somehow yeah. – You know, Nate at least like came – You know, his parents are school teachers. Like he came from the Midwest from like, you know – as bootstrap, you know, like whatever, if you want to as call it that. As bootstrap as a billionaire. As possible. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, she's also, she's like, I don't want, she's like, you know, if it is his, that if it is my abusive exes and like, you know, he only wanted to be with me because he wanted to like get my dad's money. And like now he's basically going to get my dad's money anyway. Because like pay the baby. But I'm like, uh, like, again, like it was probably just because like Roe v. Wade is like front of mind right now. But I'm like, or Alex, you could just get an abortion. She could, but it was set up before. Like Nate was like, "Yeah, Alex is the kind of person who has like a total like five year plan. Like as if you can like." She's like, "I need to be married by thirty three, so I can have my first kid by thirty five. So she did want to like have a kid at some point. Yes, but like if it's gonna involve you being with your physically like having to be in constant contact with your physically abusive ex boyfriend, we just like don't tell him and don't put him on. He the could probably sue her for paternity. Maybe I I definitely looked into this the first time I read the book, and there might be a way, but I don't know. Yeah, like I feel like you can find out if you. I feel like you can be like that baby's mine, and do, like do I'm a sure. DNA test. I'm not sure. You DNA know. test. The DNA test is not always. Conclude. It doesn't. It's definitely not the. But like, I don't know. Like, best I just feel like you could sue. Yeah. For paternity. Anyway. Yeah. I just feel like I'm like in that case. It's like you know, like why do you want a baby to have that like contact with that kind of father too? Yeah. You yeah. know, like I don't know. But I'm like Alex. This is an option. Yeah. It's 2016. You don't even have to worry about Roe v. Wade being overturned yet. <laughs> Nate's like a stand-up guy. He's like, yeah, of course. Like, I'll I'll take it. And like, you know, I, w- I would want to be involved if it was mine, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, oh, this does kind of like shake things up with Rebecca. And he tells her like almost immediately. But first they have sex in his office. Like they yeah. have like hard, passionate sex on his desk. And this whole time I'm like, I do not care about that. Like it was just like <laughs> an heiress's guide to deception and desire where they're like having their honeymoon night meanwhile her friend is like still kidnapped and i'm like all right guys like i don't really care about the set like i hate to say it but i don't care about the sex right now because like (laughs) someone's in danger this whole time i was like i don't really care about this sex scene i just want to find out who's the father of alex's baby does alex get her own book eventually i tried to look this up and i couldn't find her book Hmm. So if you know that whether Alex gets her own book, so she's like know. almost completely like unnecessary. Like yeah. there's no reason for it to have this because yeah. it doesn't even it adds like five pages of tension before it's like it doesn't even add any resolved. tension because no. Nate tells Becca and he's like she's like oh well you know like that sucks for Alex but like we'll work through it like if it's your baby like what like and, yeah. you know she's like totally chill about it like there's no right. like oh my god I like I can't believe. Right. You're going to have a child with another woman, you know? Like, Yeah, definitely. But he tells her and she's like, oh, my God, you told me you slept with Alex like one time. I assumed it was like in college. And he's like, 
no, that's what I wanted you to assume. Like I wanted you to assume that. And then she's like, well, at least he didn't lie to me. And I'm like, you know, that's if you say something in an ambiguous way that you're intending for the other person to misinterpret, it's a little bit of a lie, but it's a little bit of a lie. <laughs> it's a whatever. Little, it's a deception. Yeah. A bit of a deception. And Rebecca's like, she's like, all right, chill with it. And then she's like, you know, I've been like applying to new jobs. I have an interview next week. And Nate's like, no, like you can't leave. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, is Rebecca really going to be the one who has to like find a new job? But don't worry. Don't people. worry. Nate is planning everything in the background. And it's a good thing I don't know anything about hockey because this could take place over like nine months and I wouldn't know. So I <laughs> have no way to judge how quickly Nate is ready to propose to her. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so then they yeah, they go they go to the game and they don't fucking win. Dallas they wins lose. the yeah. Stanley Cup. I know the Stanley yeah. Cup is the thing that hockey people want. Mm-hmm. Um I know that much. <laughs> um Yeah, they don't win. And I was like, lame. Mm-hmm. Like why can't they whatever? Right. They don't win. And then they run into Juliet and she's like smoking and she looks haggard and like basically like Bert is like very abusive like verbally, physically, like Bad, bad man. Julia is not happy at all, despite, like, Becca, like, Googled her and she looks like the perfect family, like, with her daughter and all of that. Uh-huh. And I just, like, we we don't get any resolution to that. Like, I, Juliet, no. I don't think it's her own book. No. And I'm just, like, so, like, what? She gets punished with, like, right. and I was, like, this is, like, I'm all for, like, you know, villainizing the cheating ex. But, like, that's – this is, like, disproportionate. I'm, like, I don't feel satisfaction in knowing that, like, she has a – like, her relationship with the guy she cheated with is, like, horrible and abusive. Like, that – I just feel pity for her. And we yeah. never get resolution for that. And that's what they both say. But, yeah, it seems to just exist to be, like, haha, like, shouldn't have ditched Nate. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just, like, yeah. no. Like, no. Right. I just feel bad for her. I want her to get her own book where, like, she divorces him and, like – you know, falls in love with a small town man who like yeah. raises her daughter. You know, like I like it was totally unnecessary too. Yeah, like, I was like, didn't... I don't need to know about what Julia. You can be like, they got married, and that's all I need to know. Like, I don't. Right. It would have been, or even if you just wanted to see them and they just have like a normal conversation, and Nate's like, oh, like I've like fully moved past this now. Like, I yeah. Or they just know. like walk by, like they make eye contact right. as they're walking by with their respective partners, and they just like do a little nod. Right. And they like, keep walking. Yeah. I was like, I don't need Juliet to be punished. It's been seven years or it's right. been like five years. I'm like, I'm okay. Yeah. Like, she, not this way. She doesn't need to be punished this way. Like I already right. know that she didn't win because Nate is a fucking billionaire and she could have been married to a billionaire. Right. Yeah. Like that <laughs> like, was that's enough. punishment yeah. enough for right. Juliet. Right. But no. But <laughs> moving on from that downer, Nate <laughs> is going to – it feels so random. It's out of nowhere. But like he proposes – but I, I, I'm okay with it, A, because, again, I don't know anything no, I, about hockey, I'm, and B, because I was like, they've known each other for seven years. No, I'm not even saying, like, the timing and the grand scheme of things. I'm just saying, like, the scene in which it happens feels very random. Like, they're just having, like, a conversation. A yeah, and then he's like, but oh, no here's a ring. inflatable turtle this time. Sadly. <laughs> um, And then she's like, oh, I don't want to get the ring wet. And he's like, it's okay. Like, you can get it wet. Also, it's insured. Like, why would a billionaire ever insure anything? Much less jewelry. Like, what? Like, why would you ever insure something that you can replace at the drop of a hat? But maybe it's like an ant. Like, I think it's, it, I think the way it's described is like, it, it's like an antique. That doesn't matter. How much could it possibly cost? That doesn't make sense. I'm just thinking about, like, well, first of all, if it's an antique, like, it's not as easily replaceable. Okay. Insuring it is not going to get you the exact thing back if you lose it, that it's not relevant. Sure. All I can get you is the money. Yeah. I don't know. Right. 
There'll it's be more likely like, to search for it. <laughs> no. I don't be know. less likely to search for it. I'm yeah, just thinking of like um like celebrities at the Met Gala, how like sometimes they'll get loaned out, like really like Cartier will like give them like, you know, a historic, like beautiful necklace that's worth like forty million dollars. And like I can understand <laughs> That ring was not worth $40 million. I don't know. Whatever. He proposes in a hot tub and then he gives her the hockey team. He's like, I'm giving it to you as a wedding present. So I'm not your boss anymore. Yay. Yep. No, it's awesome. I love that. It's very much like Rebecca and Ted Lasso, but like without the asshole husband. <laughs> like, yeah. She's Rebecca. Yep. They're both Rebecca. Oh my God. I was at the beginning because because I started reading this right after we finished Ted Lasso. I was like, she's Rebecca, but he's not Sam. No. Sad. Sad. <laughs> Sad. He's also like, will you move in with me right away? And she's like, as usual, I begin by assuming I should have an objection. But like, actually, this is fine. <laughs> this is chill. Just let him give you everything. <laughs> The epilogue, she – it's like a news article and it's essentially that like she gave birth on the night of like that, that they won their first Stanley Cup and like mm-hmm. they had the game on in the delivery room. And I just like – like it's cute but I'm like how does this random reporter know so much about her birth t- timeline? I guess like because HIPAA doesn't exist. So right. like some nurse probably spilled the beans. <laughs> like yeah. Why <laughs> – like, how do they know? They're like, yeah, she pushed. Like, she did the game and she was, like, there for, like, four hours. And then the baby was born two hours of pushing later. And, like, I'm like, yeah, but why do you know that? Yeah, sir? I'm going to be honest. This epilogue was, like, the worst offender for just, like, random hockey shit that just, like, went by at, like, a blur in my brain. Like, I did not get any of those details. I got like, they I, won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And, and that, like, it was I not the most it. unusual thing on that on that birth ward. Anyway. HIPAA doesn't exist. That's important. <laughs> Heidi Joe did for one shining moment. The true heroine of this book. Mm-hmm. Lauren is also great. See, mm-hmm. if Heidi Joe were bisexual, then Lauren and Heidi Joe could get together, but instead they both marry hockey players. So anyway, Catscale? Catscale. Pretty high. Like neither of the main characters. I don't know what Rebecca is. She's like a fucking like What's an animal that's like full of itself and like looks down on other animals, but it's like incompetent? <laughs> like, I feel like she's a toddler because she's like brimming. She's both like incompetent, <laughs> but like brimming with this like reckless. Like she needs to be on a child leash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to stop her from drinking with a head injury. Yeah. All, like at all times. <laughs> like bumping into shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, she's like the kid that's just like, yeah, just like no thoughts, just vibes, like ordering everyone around, but like would order them off a cliff if like given her way. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, obviously Lauren is a cat, Nate is a dog. Um I feel like Rennie and Missy are like dogs also. Like I don't know about that. They're like the like snappy like sidekicks. Like I'm trying to think of like what animal sidekicks. I feel like in some like they're rat oh wait no Remy's the rat. Yeah. <laughs> they're the rats from Ratatouille. They're the rats from Ratatouille. That's what it is. There's just like a lot of sidekick, like kick characters in this book. Like too many. I think because More we, we get a lot. It, I, think. I think it's because it's there's she's setup. doing a lot of cameos, like a lot of setup, but also a lot of cameos mm-hmm. from like previous couples. What do we think Hugh Majors is? Despite the fact that we like never meet him, we never see <laughs> he's him. Only I just picture just he's like a fucking vibes. Like, what do you think Hugh Majors is? Some kind of like large bat, like wise. Yeah. 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 I'm also I also get like I and I can't like explain cat. this. I also like, get like raccoon vibes from Q yeah, Majors. I can see that. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, I'm picturing like what, some character from the Aristocats, but like I don't know who. Possibly like a Kung Fu Panda character, like the turtle. The turtle, yeah, the turtle. The turtle from Kung Fu. Totally the turtle, yeah. <laughs> Stew, I don't know what Stew is. Stew's just like an owl or something. He's like, just a guy on the side. Like, he's like the wise, like stop your shit, Nate. Like. I don't know. Hey, Nate, that's sexual harassment. I don't know. That's why sexual harassment. Also, <laughs> like, how about we decide on a salary for your new employee? Like, yeah, Lauren and Heidi Joe are cats. And Heidi Joe's, I don't know if Heidi Joe's a cat. Heidi Joe is like, well, a Rebecca's tiger. constantly comparing her to a puppy, but I don't trust Rebecca's mm. like lens on that <laughs> at all. Like, no. Whatever Rebecca, like, her judgments on people are, I feel like I should have the exact opposite, honestly. Like, <laughs> she's just a terrible judge of like, care, like everything. Alex, Alex feels cat like. Definitely, yeah, 100%. Yeah. She's All like the, the opposite of Nate's women. dog. Yeah. The competent women in Nate's life that like get yeah. him and Rebecca together. Somehow the housekeeper is also a cat. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Gray. Can't forget about her. She's also a cat. I feel like. Yeah. House vibes. Nate's parents who like continue to work as public school teachers. I feel like they're dogs. I feel like that's the same thing. Like one time I saw a post where um, uh, someone was like, yeah, I went to my dentist and I was talking about how I was like going to see the new Captain America movie. And he was like, oh, my son's in that. And then she was like, and then I realized his name was Dr. Evans. (laughs) <laughs> and his son was Chris Evans and she's like she, like she posted a picture of her with a dentist and then like Chris Evans with his dad and it was like the same man oh my god she's like Chris Evans dad is my dentist oh my god so it's like the same like celebrity parents Insanity. just like keeping their like random like their regular job and to the point where like the dad won't even stay overnight like for the game he's like no I have to be back in time for my like school meeting that can't be rescheduled but even though he's the principal so he definitely could reschedule it like, yeah. to the point of like where he won't miss like a single day like that's so just, that's just ridiculous I just All don't understand people, people like that with insane work ethics for no like, it's reason. not even worth ethic it's not work it's, ethic it's, it's unreasonable commitment to a job that will never give that back to you yeah anyway don't be like Rebecca and Nate the parents be like Rennie leaving the oil rig. <laughs> yeah, for his family. For his baby. Rebecca's judging him for it. Like, <laughs> How could he want to spend time with his newborn child? Yeah. So the 21-year-old fool cried. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Three, Three two, two, one, one six. Six. Where can they find us? Where can they find us? No, I did it first. <laughs> no, I did it first. I did, it I did it first. It's your turn. I don't know what to say. It's too ambiguous. Where can too they all find place. us? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at We Read It One Night. You can find us on Twitter, at We Read It Podcast. You can shoot us an email, We Read It One Night at gmail.com. You can also find us on the YouTube, at We Read It One Night. Am I missing anything else? Sadly, no. <laughs> Wait, didn't we make something recently? Ooh, that's oh, exciting. Oh, yeah, we yeah. should say that. Oh, yeah. that's going to come out. That's going to come out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have merch. Woo! We have t-shirts and stickers and mugs and various designs and colors and sizes and types. So head on over there and support the pod and show off some pretty cool swag. I mean, I will be buying some shit because some of that it looks really cool to me where can they find the link i am not in any way biased because i designed them (laughs) definitely not 
Um, you can find the link below in the description and it's on Redbubble. Will it also be linked in our Instagram? It will. It'll be linked. I mean, it'll be linked in the bio of all of our social media everywhere. Anyway, yeah. And then awesome. send us pictures. Ooh, yeah, we love yeah, that. If you don't, love, if you don't want to be like wearing it, that's fine. You can just like send a picture yeah. of like, it on yeah. your Yeah, or like post it on like, your Instagram and tag us or something. We love that. We yeah. definitely repost it 100%. Yeah. Super exciting. Awesome. All right. All right. Godspeed, Godspeed comrades. Godspeed, comrades.